Welcome back to That's Kind of Wavy. We're your hosts. I'm Shay Sal. I'm Jill. And I'm Nikki. What's up, y'all? How's it going? Good. Yeah. Fine. I, uh, I'm pretty chilling. I'm chilling. I had a, I mean, this is like sad, but we had a death in the family last week. My uncle passed away from lung cancer. So it's just been sad. I mean, it, it was like, obviously like cancer takes a while, which, you know, so like we knew it was coming, but it's still sad. So I had that service this weekend and it was actually like for a service, like really nice. I don't know. Like it, cause he was like such a character. Like everybody was like in a pretty good mood given the circumstances, <laughs> like, and like telling funny memories and like kind of making jokes and like, um, it was just like really sweet. And like one guy, he was in a band and like one, the guy from the band like came and played a song, which was really sweet. Aww. And uh, yeah, so that's like, I totally, life is very, I mean, good at having bad timing with me. I feel like I always joke to my therapist that like I'll have a session or two where I'll be like, okay, I'm feeling good. Like things are good. And then the next session I start and I'll be like, my uncle passed away. Like she's always like, oh, <laughs> it's just always like I start to like get back on track and then something shitty happens. But luckily this time, like with this, I, I'm feeling pretty, pretty good. Like, I mean, that sounds so bad. Like no, I'm it- taking it in stride. Like it doesn't feel quite as like disruptive like in a good way like I am sad about it but I don't feel like it's like completely like knocked me into a depression which is nice good I'm glad to hear that yeah yeah how about you Joe (laughs) um brain literally just shut off for a whole like (laughs) I know one second like I mean more than that but one full second of off (laughs) and I'm like I was like taking a sip so I was like down (laughs) um well opposite side of the spectrum i just went to europe (laughs) (laughs) she's like well that sucks (laughs) i traveled the world (laughs) how do i say this without it sounding like how do i transition over it's okay (laughs) anyways how was your trip um, it was really fun. So I was basically solo traveling in Amsterdam. I also went to Ireland for work, but it, um, <laughs> yeah, but it was like so nice to be back there. Yeah. Oh. It really seemed like you were living your best life. Like not even yeah. like truly living your best life. Right. And like, this is how I would be acting if I lived here again, like just walking around shopping Breaking the bank. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I would be broke as fuck if I actually lived here again. It's just like everything. I feel like every single thing they sell is like exactly your vibe. So how do you not buy all of it? I know. I'm like, I have to. I will throw out the stuff that I brought here to bring more stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, though. So Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's what I did kind of. I brought a lot of shit back. I didn't throw any of my other stuff out, but. I managed to fit it all. What like stores did you go to? Like, would I were they any of the ones that we have been to when I visited you? 
Um, we probably went to like Birchka okay, yeah, and other stores on that street. I went to like <laughs> it's called Monkey. And I was <laughs> walking up when I was like, I'm like oh monkey. It's called M-O-N-K-I. <laughs> monkey. Monkey. Um, and like everything was cheap because apparently the dollar is really good i don't really know how that shit works i'm not going to pretend to know but when i looked up the exchange rate for things it was actually less money in dollars so i was like whoa that is so wow that's great to know i mean not that i can utilize that at all but good to know i guess (laughs) yeah seriously (laughs) yeah Yeah. just go for when i do my overseas shopping (laughs) yeah right (laughs) right <laughs> yay yeah but um how have you been chase all or were you Bef- gonna say something before i express that yeah i wanted to say i don't understand this is like a whole thing how people Finn. like it makes me think of like what i used to see on hinge prompts and stuff i mean now i'm thinking about it, they were probably rich but anyways people will say like the most spontaneous thing i've ever done gotten up and left and lived in Europe for two months or whatever <laughs> and shit like that. I don't understand. I mean, that's a whole other context if it is that they have like rich parents or something like that. But in general, when people say that they do shit like that, they're like, you just gotta chase your dreams and just do it. It's like and they're like, yeah, I left with like two dollars to my name. I'm like, literally how? Because yeah. well, that's why I'm like um what like they get like I feel like like day jobs or something out there or something. I'm like what am I supposed to? Am I supposed to like prostitute myself when I'm out there? Like, how? Where am I getting this money? Because I don't. How am I going to get a work visa? Like, if I'm going to just show up there? True. Like, True, though. And I get to like, I know, like people who do that, like find places, like you can live and work, like on like a farm. You know, you like, yeah, oh, exactly true. What you call that, but so you like work for your housing. True. But it's also like, as somebody who presents female, I can't simply cannot just be doing things like that. True, right. like that is how a bitch gets killed. No, literally, yeah. I, we can't just show up somewhere like that. We get killed. <laughs> I can't just <laughs> arrive somewhere. Yeah. Well, yeah, literally, we can't be showing up. Period. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyways, um, I've been. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that laugh, dude. That was that was a rough laugh. (laughs) I'm glad it was sincere. Like, like that had like a hint of like a little like cry in it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like. Oh, okay. oh yeah a bitch has been going through it which is funny because like i viewers can't see but i bleached my eyebrows but that's unrelated to the going through it <laughs> <laughs> like guys i swear it's not it's a mental breakdown i just stuffed my head <laughs> <sighs> but anyways you know <laughs> life be difficult um, and I'm trying to get my shit sorted. I just realized I need to start my resting era as opposed to my <laughs> I need to be late to rest. My rip <laughs> era. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I just need to like not be having like 10 million thousand plants all the time. 
Uh, True. <laughs> I sound crazy as I'm saying this because I feel crazy just thinking about it. Uh, so, yeah, I realized I need to stop having like because I keep thinking, oh, yeah, I reserve time for myself maximum two, two nights a week. And it's like in those nights, I think that I'm able to do everything I need to do. And it's like, oh, no, like I am still like I have to accept that post a crazy weekend or whatever, eh, crazy weekend. <laughs> post any sort what of. What did like- I do last night? <laughs> no, dude, literally me and my work meeting on Monday, I felt so terrible. I hate saying this, but I literally always forget what I did over the weekend. And I was like, I can't hear what I did this weekend. It's all a blur. And I said, because my memory's been so bad recently. And then I made some other comment about something. And then my my coworker and friend Robin that I had the movie marathon on Sunday made some comment about all of us. I didn't drink, but all of them were drunk. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not talking at my work meeting as if I'm like hung over right now. Oh my so God. <laughs> uh, anyways, but yeah, I need to like, I need to realize that I, that after well, I realized that after being very busy, I need some time to just like be okay with being a complete zombie and the days that come after are the days where I can actually work towards my personal goals. So yeah. I just need to have longer periods of time of resting. And in November, I still am going to like go to events and whatever. And especially like, cause for DJing and stuff now, it's like, I'm so happy that I have this like nightlife world now that I've always wanted, but it's like, God damn, you couldn't have shown up a little earlier, but like yeah. when, I, when it was okay for me to be this crazy, but it's okay. Anyways, in November, I'm like active. I'm still going to do that stuff here and there, but I'm actually going to make very little plans and I'm not drinking alcohol that month. So da- so okay. you're not going to drink at all, all November? Yeah, no. I mean, like, no, I have- not November. No, not November. I have to, I have to think to see if there's anything in particular that would like really call for me to drink, but like maybe Isabella's worth it in Miami. But even then, I want to see if I can, if I can just like, be sober I don't like I mean you guys know this to our listeners I don't like drink often really it's just like when I go out but I never drink at home or anything it's just yeah I just can't keep it's like I don't even feel that drunk anymore when I drink at all I could Same. drink and drink and yeah dude, it's like I can drink and drink and drink and drink and I'll think that I'm fine because like I'm I feel fine like yeah I definitely feel like not sober but like it feels like I'm tipsy max like I never get any drunker than that but my body still does of course then I feel hungover and I just like can't keep having my only rest days be the days where I'm extremely hungover so like be like (laughs) it's like when it's like you're not doing anything it's like a rest day but when you're hungover it's like I don't even feel like I'm resting I feel like I'm like recovering like literally ill like I'm trying to stay alive yeah Yeah. like so I'm (laughs) fighting for my life so I'm not actually resting like yes I'm not getting up off the couch but it's because I physically can't not because (laughs) I'm letting myself chill literally exactly so changes are coming because they must because I am at low but well I'm, I'm excited for you though I think it will be good and I think it will like be it will be one of those things where like I think right now, because you're so used to like doing so much shit all the time, so much shit all the time, (laughs) you know what I mean? Having a ton of plans all the time, like it's, you feel like that's like your norm. So it's like, okay, I can't say no. I was able to do this last weekend, something like that. So then it's like when you go to like not doing a ton of stuff and having a better balance, I think it will like be more like, 
I don't know. It will normalize that level of activity. I think you I just kind of need to like shock yourself into doing that. I agree. I think I exactly. I think I need to do like that's why I, I feel like I need to do this. Like I know that things have to be black and white, but for some reason for me, they have to be sometimes. And I feel yeah. like I just need to go in this like, again, not like straight up cold turkey because I'll still be going to some things, but like basically cold turkey mode to like really understand this way of life. And then I can incorporate that stuff again because I have never in my life met well-rested Chasel, so I'm interested <laughs> to see what the fuck that bitch is like. Yeah, true. What's she up to? Yeah, for real. She's laid to rest. She's laid to rest. <laughs> true. For real. Um, but Speaking of resting. Literally, speaking of resting, <laughs> in today's episode, continuing our spooky series, we are talking about nightmares. And with nightmares, we're talking about the whole shebang, giving a little brief overview of why dreams happen, stuff like that, what makes the nightmare a nightmare, why nightmares might happen from a scientific and medical perspective along with like night terrors and then later on in the episode we'll get into some like nightmare night terror lore as well and potential theories yay yay (laughs) okay so i'll get started talking about just like some some basic overview about psychological history of dreams and stuff so as many people know i mean most people know about freud freud back in the day his theories were definitely not very scientifically based and pretty outlandish but i think they're still pretty cool and i know that he he believed that dreams were kind of like our way of processing the subconscious and unconscious that we can't process in our day-to-day lives or we can't bring to our conscious mind because they're so you know dark or whatever twisted in the way that he saw things with like sex and aggression which is interesting because i mean nowadays like there definitely is some science on the way that we can process definitely trauma in our dreams but also just processing like some things that i saw we're talking about how some theories in psychology are that people dream and have nightmares because they can process things that they wouldn't in like a safer context and because like for those who don't know i mean you know, there's still a lot to learn about sleep and dreams and everything like that. And it is really hard to kind of put science to something as like nebulous and abstract as dreams can be. But there is some science behind it. Can I chime in? Yes. Is that okay? Um, well, as in if this might be what you're talking about, like, were you going to talk about how they can study like REM and stuff like that? I was like, what I was going to talk about that. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, like, um, I read and one of the articles I was reading was like, basically, it was like, dreams are so hard to study because like, I mean, in the past, before we had like actual technology, it was like, you would just wake up and be like, I dreamt about this. But also like, first of all, memory is like so flawed. And then second of all, like, I don't. lately, I've actually been having really like vivid dreams, but not a not everybody has vivid dreams b not everybody remembers all their dreams c sometimes you remember part of it but not the other but so like now um they use like mris and stuff to just like see what parts of the brain are like activated and we know that during rem sleep is um like when the dreams are like here wait one second let me double check i'm saying this correctly Because I think I think you could still dream like during the non-REM sleep, but REM sleep is like when you're in like the like much deeper sleep, and that's when they think that like you're like emotional and like memories and 
emotions and memories and stuff like come more into play. I agree. Like I know, like you said, I think that you, I, I haven't read as much about this. I'm sure that there is some science showing, like you said, that they, it does, it can also kind of happen in other stages, but I know like what we know as like dreaming and everything tends to happen during REM sleep. But what I was going to, I know what I was going to say going along with like REM sleep and everything is during that time when we process a lot of our memories and trauma and everything, some evolutionary psychologists think that dreams, like, I mean, you know, it's hard to define them, but it kind of is like your brain's weird way of making a memory potentially of things that have happened, but then, you know, embellishing with like a bunch of other shit as well. And since your brain sees it again, this is just a theory, but since your brain sees it as a memory, kind of, it's like the threat is in the past so you can process it better. However, that doesn't necessarily always happen. And especially with a lot of people who have experienced trauma or have PTSD and experience nightmares related to their PTSD or in general, but that's like literally even part of the diagnosis for PTSD. It's one of the criteria that you can choose from if you do get nightmares related to the thing. And I know that, um, that during that time, a lot of a lot of people with PTSD wake up in the middle of their nightmares and stuff like that. So it's like your brain can't even fully process the thing that it's trying to process. And on top of that, if you don't have the tools to actually heal outside of that, then the trauma, it's like, yeah, it's great that it's like subconsciously being processed, but it's not very much consciously being processed if you don't have other techniques and stuff. So yeah. I thought that that was interesting. I mean, I knew that we processed trauma and stuff during that time, but I hadn't thought about how even like waking up at some point during it could that itself could inhibit the healing. Cause you never get like the, the, not that there is a resolution in these nightmares a lot of time, but like there could be, and you don't even get to the resolution, which adds another layer of not having the trauma resolved. Yeah. 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 I, um, that's something like one of the article I was reading about it, like talks about like stress dreams. Um, and says like, we don't really know like why we have like stressful dreams, but like sometimes like, again, like research has shown that people who experience like more anxiety um, or have PTSD, like have higher frequency and like intensity of nightmares. So like not only do you have nightmares more often, but they're like more intense, but apparently also just like generalized anxiety or other mental health uh, disorders like depression and BPD can like or not BPT, um, bipolar, can um, cause you to have more nightmares as well. So it's just, like, interesting, like, clearly it is, like, stuff that's, like, in our, like, conscience. But I, I'm curious about, like, because I don't have, like, when I personally, I literally, I call them crying dreams because about once a month I have, like, a dream where the whole time I'm crying. So I don't, like, like I'm, like, sobbing because some, like, something bad happened. And it's usually either Chris broke broke up with me or somebody in my family died, usually my mom. And so it's like a whole dream. I'm like sobbing, crying. And it's like that kind of thing, like with the PTSD, I understand that's like they're like processing that trauma. But for me, it's like, why am I creating trauma to process like right. in these like crying dreams? So it's like, and, like, is it just like, that's like what my anxiety is thinking like subconsciously, like what these horrible things happen. And then my brain's trying to like prepare me for if they did happen it's like oh i rehearsed this like i don't know it's yep. just weird that's me with my apocalypse dreams mm. and mm-hmm. experiencing tornadoes frequently in a dream in your dreams you have a lot of tornadoes yep where i'm just like in a 
it's like oh about to hit my house. And I'm like, okay. Wizard of Oz. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. Honestly, for both of those things, I can definitely see it being that way. Because like in the theories that I was reading, they were talking about particularly like with, I mean, they mentioned this in the context of kids, but it can apply to us too. They're talking about evolutionarily why we think that people have nightmares and like with kids in particular, because they do tend to have more nightmares than adults, or maybe more frequently. And they're talking about how it's like it is a way for them to process these fears that they have in a place where they aren't really like threatened by that fear. So I can see given how fear based anxiety is like your brain. I mean, it, it's like the the incessant worrying is this like fear and I can see your brain processing it in that way. And obviously like there are more abstract ways that people are always trying to like, you know, figure out what their dreams meant and stuff like that, where you could also be processing some of those fears. I would say mine, I don't, I very rarely dream. I think maybe like now when I start getting actual sleep more regularly, maybe I'll start dreaming again. Cause part of the reason is probably because I'm not even getting actual REM sleep, but um I, I think with like the whole like almost like preparing you for something thing, I think about that a lot when I think back on my dreams as a kid because I would constantly have these nightmares, these two main nightmares. It was like both times there'd be like a family party going on in some someone's house and out of nowhere, there'd be either like a serial killer that would come in and like try to kill everyone or there'd be a shit ton of snakes trying to kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember in oh, those dreams... Funny. Yeah, for real. In those dreams, I would I would somehow find a knife and I would stab the snake. It was gruesome. Oh, well. I would stab the snake so many times to be sure that it was completely dead, that it wasn't even solid anymore. Ew. I know. And that was like, I would have that dream all the time and then, you know, interlaced with the, the slasher one. I, I think of it as a slasher dream because it was like serial killer, but like make it more horror, not true crime. <laughs> and yeah. Um, um, yeah, in those dreams, I would figure out like, oh, how can I get away with like not being killed? So I would like hide under like a dead body and stuff like that. <laughs> I know you've mentioned that before. Yeah. yeah. God. Well, like, why am I preparing for that? But well, yeah. They wouldn't <laughs> see you under there. <laughs> Actually, in my uh, article I read, it reminded me. So. It says the primitive in instinct rehearsal and adaptive strategy theories of dreaming propose that we dream to better prepare ourselves to confront dangers in the real world. The dream is a social simulation function or threat simulation provides a dreamer a safe environment to practice important survival skills. So like, um, so that's why there's like ones of like running away from a pursuer, uh, falling off a cliff, um, forgetting to study even like not even like life or death stuff but it's just yeah. like oh like you're like preparing for the worst basically but i don't know i don't i don't know if so it's saying like evolutionarily uh it gives us an evolutionary advantage and that we can better cope with or avoid threatening scenarios in the real world but i don't know how much i like agree with that one i don't, I don't know like i don't think i think it makes sense that it would be something that we're like subconsciously afraid of then we dream of it to like think about what would happen like explore that like subconscious thing but i don't know if it's necessarily like it came through about like evolutionarily as like a way to have an advantage no you're right i don't really understand how like it would be like like in theory theory i can see how that would be the case but like evolutionarily like there usually is some sort of function that comes out of it i don't really see yeah. what that function would be because that that theory is like basically inherently what generalized anxiety disorder is where you think yeah. that where you think that like worrying about it incessantly is like i mean not always consciously but it's like you your brain thinks that wor worrying about it is going to make you more prepared for a situation when that's not the case at all 
Yeah. So that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I mean, you don't really, like, remember your dreams. So I don't right. see how that would, like, actively serve a purpose for our ancestors. Yeah. Oh, true, though. Know. True, though. If you don't remember what you were supposed to be doing in the fight, then, like, how is that helping you? True. I it think literally that- makes me think of, like, Inception, where they would, like, train for shit. You know, it's like let me let me yeah. let me let me download some like training, like Krav Maga <laughs> training dream. Training <laughs> yeah. Um. Did you have more you wanted to say, Shaysel, or should I read from my article? Should I read like a couple other theories they mentioned? Just as long I, as I have like a, a couple of things to add, but you should say yours, and I can like sprinkle them in. Okay, so I'll just quickly say the other like theories they say. So again. Um, this one I feel like is like we already kind of mentioned, and I think a lot of people think of this that it helps process emotions. So emotional regulation dream theory says that the function of dreams is to help us process and cope with our emotions or trauma in a safe space. Um and so um wait one second. This this part is interesting. Um research also notes heightened empathy among people who share their dreams with others, pointing to another way dreams can help us cope by promoting community and interpersonal support. So it's like if you and somebody else are like, oh, I had a similar dream that like helps you like process and feel supported. Um, there's And then it just has like a couple blips of like other theories. So one theory is that dreams are the result of our brains trying to interpret external stimuli during sleep. So like a dog's bark music or baby's cry, which I don't I, – I've had that. I don't think that's why we dream, but I think sometimes that can in- influence your dream. Like I've yeah, had it where like your alarm it, sound is in the dream. <laughs> yeah. Or like somebody's saying my name, like trying to wake me up and it's in my dream at first. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's why we dream. Um, another theory uses a computer metaphor to account for dreams, noting that dreams serve to clean up cu- clutter from the mind, refreshing the brain from the next day or for the next day. This next one I like kind of like, but I don't know if it's like, legit the reverse learning theory suggests that we dream to forget our brains have thousands of neural connections between memory memories too many to remember them all and part of dreaming is pruning these connections and then um the last one is in the continual activation theory we dream to keep the brain active while we sleep in order to keep it functioning properly but the pruning one i don't know was interesting to me i don't know why that one stuck out but that one is like very interesting to me because i was just reading something the other day when i was yesterday when I was like panicking about how many years of sleep debt I've acquired and (laughs) I and I was thinking about um or I I read something fuck what's he gonna say the pruning thing oh yeah I read something about I mean it was like you know reading these articles is not helpful because they were terrifying me but they were saying that during that time it can you know having a lot of sleep debt could lead to dementia and stuff like that because you're you do prune a lot of stuff during that time you like get rid of you like flush out basically dead neurons and stuff like that and that and i can also see that being the case for like actually flushing out almost like memories and stuff like that and and pruning those connections which is so important for our brains to do to function properly we can't possibly remember everything yeah yeah so it's like a way for it to like go through and like go through the files basically and be like oh this one's like outdated we don't need it anymore and like right mm -hmm. Recycle. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> but yeah, Joe, you were nodding during that one too. Were you vibing with that one? Yeah, I think that's interesting. 
It's it was giving me um everything every. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, so many fucking words in this in the name of I this know. movie. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Because <laughs> um, like, if we did remember everything, our brains would just like explode. Bye. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, yeah, I literally think that would like make you know, like it's like people who are more intelligent are like, yeah, depressed. Yeah, it's like I feel like that like falls under that. Like you could just hold more in your brain, and so exactly. It yeah, it, like slows you down. It would also make sense too for like why you know like if you don't get a lot of sleep, like your memory, like people you know like it can affect your memory and stuff like that. Like not just because yeah. like when you're when you're tired, you can't like process stimuli like well you know, but like it would make sense if it's like because you're not flushing out memories. It's like the next day you don't have as much space to like enter new things. Nikki, I, I don't just, know if that's just hoopla, but no, I just simultaneously. I mean, I, I also don't know, but I just simultaneously had that same realization because I know this is the case for a lot of people with anxiety and just like in our world with like technology and everything. But something that I'm constantly like so stressed about is I know that everyone feels like they have like too much going on, but it's like I feel like in my own mind, I constantly have too much going on. And I'm like, how the fuck can I make, how can I even think about what I'm actually doing right now when I have like, 20 million things gone in my mind and I'm wondering and I always thought yeah if I sleep you know I can be more present because you're just less tired and all that stuff but then it's also that aspect where I'm like huh I wonder like if I spend more time like actually which I will spend more time sleeping as I should be then as I fucking should be (laughs) (laughs) then maybe I won't feel as overwhelmed constantly like in the moment because it feels so hard to be present or like actually analyze anything that you're doing when you have so much shit going on in your mind yeah 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 I'd be curious to like know how you know like at the end of November if you do feel like it's affected your memory at all or just more just like overall like brain power i guess right i'm definitely gonna monitor that because my memory recently has been i think that's what i'll i won't continue talking about this but i think that's what's been the the ultimate breaking point where i was like i've never struggled with my memory and recently i've been struggling with my memory and i'm like uh uh this is not fucking happening (laughs) yeah yeah it got to like a tipping point where now exactly yeah i Um, was oh go ahead no what were you gonna say I was I was gonna ask what the other stuff that you were gonna yeah okay was. yeah I just I have some things to add just like some interesting information about like possible treatments and also just a little bit more information about like what could be happening with nightmares and PTSD. So since we do scientifically know that people can process like part of dreaming has to do with like processing traumas and stuff like that, the problem is that like when it becomes dysfunctional, obviously it's a different story, and when you have like. PTSD and that level of trauma, then it's not like you're not necessarily healing from it in the way that the dreams were originally supposed to be healing when you're processing that. And again, like a lot of people, especially with PTSD, can wake up at certain parts of their dreams. So it's like they never see it through. I read this or I watched this video and there's this therapist I like on YouTube called Therapy in a Nutshell. And mm. she was talking about the function of nightmares and dreams and stuff. And she was saying that she was co- talking about her daughter who gets scared of like some Disney movies at the age that she's at. Like for example, Lion King, I guess the scene where like Mufasa dies and stuff like that can obviously be distressing. And it, she was saying that it's like in 
a dream if in a nightmare like let's say if like you keep ending on the part where Mufasa dies as opposed to you know getting to like the Hakuna Matata part and shit like that which like that's not to glamorize trauma or anything obviously most of the time there is no fucking bright side ever to any sort of trauma so that's not the case but it's like an extra layer of like you not finishing processing that thing and again if you don't have the proper tools to do that after the fact then it's like you can't even actually heal from it you're just constantly reliving that flashback mm-hmm. and something yeah. I found interesting is that I'd have to like see I mean I trust this therapist like I know she's an actual therapist and I've watched many of her videos and she always has like science behind what she's saying I haven't read specifically about this but she mentioned that I guess like when you dream we are also processing adrenaline like if we're having a nightmare but with PTSD the adrenaline also isn't processed so it's like it's it's not helping at all basically oh. when someone is having those but interesting oh yeah and also about like 80 percent of people with ptsd tend to have like these very traumatic nightmares i mean it's it's very very common in people with ptsd which is really sad and some treat well a treatment that i found i'm sure that there are other ones but I've, I've never heard of this one so it was interesting to me it's called image rehearsal therapy irt it's a version of cognitive behavioral therapy in the sense that it is also about like reflecting back on like certain thoughts and like how like where we can interrupt that thought and like before acting on a certain behavior yada yada but more specific to this so basically you can do this in a clinical setting but also like she was talking about it for people who might not have access to therapy for one reason or another so they can do this themselves so you can you like write down a nightmare and you rewrite it with a positive ending and rehearse it before you sleep in hopes that like slowly the nightmare might dissipate or just change the narrative of it. And there are studies showing that it actually did reduce in one trial, it reduced nightmares and PTSD symptoms by 60%, which again, I don't know anything about the methods or anything about this, about this study, but like I do trust the studies that this therapist reads and another trial, it reduced it by 70%. And the effects of that lasted for months and even years for some people afterwards. So I was like, Oh, that's damn. Yeah. That's interesting for people who like really do suffer from this stuff. I mean, from PTSD overall, but also like specifically nightmares, because I never really think about, I know how distressing they can be. And I know we'll get into this later. I'll say more about this after because I've had my own experiences with like, um, what's the other thing we're doing? Not night terrors. What's it called? Sleep, sleep, sleep paralysis. paralysis. Yeah. Yeah. With sleep paralysis, when I've experienced it, I mean, that shit is fucking terrifying. So I can see how it'd be distressing moving forward in your day. But like, I guess I never really thought about the idea of nightmares actually like severely affecting someone's day-to-day life which is really sad yeah yeah i was reading about how there's a difference between like nightmares and night terrors like semantic wise and also one of them is like categorized in the dsm-5 yeah yeah night terrors is right yeah yeah because like one night of, terror- like one of them you remember is like the, one of the key ca- like characteristics is that you remember what happened to you when you wake up oh. so is it like because i feel like i always remember my nightmares though if i have them yeah so, like, I would know that, that make it a night terror then because i thought a night terror was more like more it's more like the feeling of like literally like being so scared that you're like cre- like crying or screaming yeah when you it was wake like up people like you wake don't really up, like, remember like why uh, right yeah so, so there's, I think there's nightmares you remember night terrors you uh, don't right because okay. with night terrors there's very 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 rarely if ever any sort of like visual 
stimuli in the way that with like nightmares are tend to be it is just someone like waking up in like intense fear yeah oh interesting which i I thought it was interesting that it happens more often to kids yeah like every every book i've ever read in any any psychology class that talks about it it always talks about specifically kids like and that is very interesting for me to think about like i don't know why that is yeah i mean like i guess scientifically maybe because their brain isn't as fully developed i could see that going either way though but also because their stress is more like primal than it is psychological but at the same time i'm like i could see that going both ways also right yeah I was going to say, I wonder if it just has to do with, like, the way your brain is, like, made up. And so, like, the way you, like, dream as a kid might be a little bit different just because literally the structure and, like, chemicals in your brain are, like, different. And so then it would make it more likely for you to have a night terror. But that is interesting. Right. But also, Um, I I just want to say paranormal theory regarding that. There is the theory that kids are, like, closer to the veil and, like, to the spirit world. So Mm. maybe that's it, too. So? (laughs) So So I'm not saying, not not ruling it out, but But so what, like, aspect would be paranormal that they're, like, having, like, that they're That they have more nightmares and more like night terrors more often that because they're closer to the veil they're closer to like the dark realm oh like like, getting close to like demons and ghosts and shit that like want to prey on them basically interesting Hmm. um this is going back really quickly to like the memory thing or like oh no one of the like what freud thought was that it was us like processing our subconscious and like stuff we don't think about when I, what made me able to get really into horror movies was that I, which was like in high school, I like figured out if I think about what scared me, if I think about the scary part of the horror movie before I go to bed, I didn't dream about it. Whereas if I try not to think about it, I would have a nightmare. So like I go to bed and actively think about like what the scary part was in the horror movie. And then I haven't had a nightmare from a horror movie, knock on wood in like 10 years um and it's interesting like now reading stuff about like obviously again like freud like kind of was like you know neither here nor there in legitness (laughs) but more less more there than he was here um but um (laughs) like it's just interesting that that is like an argument that it's like um you're processing your subconscious so by forcing myself to bring it to like the front of my brain then I was like processing it awake, so then I didn't need to like process it asleep. Yeah. That is really interesting and like lines up with exactly what we've been saying. Yeah. New treatment just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how I figured that out. I think it was that I watched a scary movie and I was laying there thinking about it like so scared and like scared to fall asleep because I was like, this nightmare is going to be scary as shit. <laughs> and then the next day I woke up and I didn't have one. So I was like, huh. And so I like tried it again with the next scary movie and it like, work so I was like, eh. not that i haven't like i said I've, I've yeah i've had nightmares since but they're usually like the like i get broken up with they're like what i call the crying dreams those are like they, those are like nightmares but it's more of like something traumatic happens as opposed to like i'm stuck in a saw trap and like being chopped a little bits kind of thing right 
we can save this for later once we're done talking about all this, but I have some comments to say about my recent reactions to horror movies that I want to discuss, but that'll we can talk about that after. I just want to okay. say it now so I don't forget. Okay. Are they like, well, now I'm curious. Basically how much harder it is for me to watch them right now, but we'll we'll talk about that. Do, about do you want to talk it not on the podcast? No, we is can that- talk about it like at the end. Like I want, like I don't care if like I want listeners to hear it too. Um, as uh-huh. like because I'm assuming we'll have maybe a little bit of bonus time, so I can talk yeah. about it then. Okay, no, that's fine. I just, um, but I think that's like the other stuff I like looked up was about sleep paralysis, and we're not there yet. So I mostly, yeah, I'm- out on like dreams itself. Yeah, so, the theories I have are about sleep paralysis. Good, so we need to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I have a lot of information on that, but if you uh, guys want me to talk about that. Yes, Yeah, please. well, so do you have the, like, um, do you just have, have like, like, the, the theories? Okay, that's what, I didn't want to be like, also, do you also. just have, like, the fake stuff? <laughs> but I was just like, we should no, go over it, like, a... scientifically, then go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, you can take it away and, like, she's on, I would just chime in if we have something to All righty, okay. So. Where's yours? Um, the third the tertiary piece to what is it called like parasomnias or something um like this category of sleep-based disorders or just like things that happen to you while you're asleep that aren't very pleasant to experience um is sleep paralysis and i know there was that documentary that came out on netflix a few years ago that was like a big thing for a little bit um so you about might be familiar paralysis? yeah if, have you Ooh, seen it it's no. about it's like a documentary style it's like people explaining their specific experiences with sleep paralysis oh yeah, um, no, i forgot I what it's that. called but yeah it's a good movie um that you're gonna bring up the documentary where like the dude like slept walked and killed somebody and they had to like argue <laughs> that in Man? court which no, i have something to say about no, that it was like a real like case like some dude like used like a sleepwalking argument basically oh my god i want to say something that i because i want to talk about Ryan that before Murphy that <laughs> literally <laughs> literally Bro. i wanted to mention that um that it's a common like i was gonna say it's common i don't i was gonna say it's common misconception and i can't even remember what specific part is a common misconception but I want to say that when we're sleeping, part of the reason why we don't <laughs> act out or it can have actually this part is disrupted when people sleepwalk. There's a part of your brain. I haven't researched this since like AP psychology in high school, but I really remember my teacher talking about the pawns. It's part of the brain um, that basically regulates like motor movement specifically in sleep. I'm going to look this up to fact check myself because I'm pretty sure it's called the pawns. Let me see. I, that rings a bell. I'm pretty sure you're right because I okay. know what you're talking about where like that part like doesn't work. And that's why you sleep not doesn't work, but like for whatever reason, it's not activated. Right, like, exactly. Right, because like otherwise, like you don't really move in your when you move in your sleep, especially like when you're dreaming and in REM sleep. Like the main thing is your rapid eye movement that is happening, not like your body isn't really moving or anything. Which, I mean, I'm sure you'll get to this possibly, Jill, but it's interesting to think of with sleep paralysis. But anyways, yes. Yeah, so like, I think I remember learning about that court case and other court cases. Maybe not with like whole ass murder, but I think I have seen in some court court cases have like they've shown that someone's pawns wasn't working properly, so that's why like something might have happened. I don't know how far it goes for whole ass murder, but anyways, yeah. Um, yeah sorry, quick detour. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back on the map. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, so sleep paralysis, if you aren't familiar, okay, my cat will not stop talking. <laughs> he's singing. Um, Finn has yeah, two he's, cents. He's actually telling me about his sleep paralysis. <laughs> oh, little baby. Um, okay, so sleep paralysis is the phenomenon where a person is laying down, you know, likely sleeping, but at the same time, their body is like stuck in a state between sleep and wakefulness, and they cannot move their body or speak or you know like actually wake up fully for a minute or so um and during this time they can somehow like seemingly what feels like open their eyes and see things around them and feel and hear things happening around them but when they actually wake up they realize that that like wasn't what they were actually seeing that wasn't actually in their room and it wasn't actually around them nothing was near them but during this experience, people have ex- like have seen and felt many different things, but seemingly like also the same things across different cultures and across like different categories of people, which is very interesting to think about. Yeah. Well, and I know you kind of said this, but uh, it happens like between like it's either like when you're like falling asleep or when you're waking up like the process of that is like interrupted and so that's why like this occurs it doesn't it won't happen like in the middle of the night randomly but like I mean if you wake up in the middle of the night could but it is interesting too like yeah like why clearly we know like when in the waking up because apparently there's two types of sleep paralysis it's hypnagogic is when you're falling asleep and you get it and hyp hypnopompic is when you're waking up but um it's just inter- so clearly we're able to like identify that shit but it's like why then what's changing in our brains to like make people see really similar things like across you know like right. i don't know right like yeah. if we're able yeah. to scientifically see at what point sleep paralysis would occur in the sleep cycle like why can't we like i don't know it just makes it yeah seem more like sus yeah, I can't think of a word like, I guess like philosophical as opposed to like scientific, not like esoteric, kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it feels like there's something else at play then. Right, right. So during sleep paralysis episodes, um, they can feature paralysis, you know, rightfully, <laughs> um, being unable to move or speak. So basically, it's like just your eyes can move. Um, and you sense or hear entities in the room with you. You might see them and you might be intensely fearful. Like that's pretty much a, a like at the bottom of the pyramid that's like guaranteed to happen is you're going to be scared pretty much. Uh, mostly because when that, you are, like are stuck between this, this stage of sleep and you're feeling paralyzed, like that alone is enough to trigger intense fear in people. And because then you're afraid of like how you can't move and how you're trying to like also another part of it is that when you take a deep breath you're not really able to all the way which can make it feel like something is literally sitting on your chest um but also like that adds to the sensation of fear and then you know possibly seeing something in the room or having the anticipation of seeing something also adds to the fear so it's just like a giant feedback loop of being so intensely scared that like you do sort of start manifesting things, even if it feels gonna, completely real. I was going to say, yeah, it's like your brain is conjuring up. Like, it's like feeling the 
signals that there's something to be scared of. So it's like giving you something to be scared right, of. Basically. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so a common or like a few common things that people see in their their sleep paralysis demon, which was like a fucking meme <laughs> for a little while. Um, yeah. The biggest one across many cultures is the night hag. <laughs> queen queen (laughs) that's what my neighbors call me when i in throughout the summer was playing pokemon go at like 10 o'clock at night (laughs) walking around my apartment yeah there goes the night hag (laughs) um yeah the night hag is an old hag (laughs) which is you know traditionally a woman unfortunately that's just like the most wonderful name hag to give to a woman um an old hag who she comes up and she sits on your chest or she can stand near you and takes a dookie (laughs) shakes a shit you might even stand on you canonically she takes a shit (laughs) canonically in sleep paralysis lore (laughs) Uh, no but all jokes aside horrifying I scary old lady coming and sitting on you nope (laughs) do not do that please (laughs) no thank you um people also have seen shadow people which hate hate that yeah hate Um, that that's like a classic yeah that's a classic for sure they also have seen a man with a hat or a hooded figure that's what i've i've seen um like memes about the hat man yeah yeah. And somebody, I actually gives me Babadook vibes. Ooh. Yeah, I recently just saw a TikTok that was like Boa, and the, and I see the Hat Man in the corner or something. And somebody commented was like the Hat Man, and the person replied was like, "Oh, this is no longer a safe space." I guess <laughs> they were like, "Oh, these random people who don't get it found this." Right. <laughs> yeah. So the. The last two things are more like American experiences or North American, excuse me, experiences. But the old, the, the fucking old night hag lady is also seen across like um, Northern European cultures and like Canadian culture. So interesting that she is showing up across the world. She's a worldwide globetrotter. Yeah, I miss Just like, you, Jilly. <laughs> for Miss real. <laughs> um, yeah. So at the moment, there's really, unfortunately, not like treatments going on for specifically sleep paralysis. But apparently, I read that GHB has proved promising. Like, yeah, GHB is a date rape drug. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's what you texted. No, and that's I was like, they're like, piece. actually, just take horse tranquilizers. Yeah, <laughs> literally, just do drugs. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, um, yeah, no wonder it like makes you unable to wake up. Damn. Like, yeah, that's the that's what it's used for. <laughs> um, well, and I feel like yeah, and what I saw, they're like, these are things that can like lead it more likely to happen. Yeah, like practicing good sleep and hygiene. It, yeah, is it's like, like okay, helpful but, and reducing your overall stress. But there's not like medicine. Yeah, Honestly, exactly. Medicines can make it happen more. I can yeah. see that. Well, yeah, and it's or, like too like sometimes that's like that shit's out of your control. Like, yeah, life is stressful, 
and you have a you had to work late all week at work like you know like so it's like this could lead to it that sucks it's like literally like good to know i guess yeah (laughs) hb on hand for the long (laughs) (laughs) gotta drug yourself to get to sleep um Okay, so let me give some of the scientific theories and then we can talk about our friends' experiences and the paranormal theories yes. that are out there. Okay, so scientific theories for sleep paralysis, basically like basic theory is just the d- disruption of REM sleep and waking stages of sleep. So, you know, you're trying to get out of the REM sleep. And you can't all the way. There's parts of your brain that are like still stuck in that, which would be like the parts that, you know, the pawns or whatever it was called. Yeah, the shit that prevents you from moving during sleep. Yeah, so that part is like still stuck in the sleep state. And you're, I don't know, like what you would call the part of your brain that like wakes up enough to interpret external stimuli in a way. Um but like not it's just more of your like consciousness basically yeah yeah i, I wonder guess, if yeah. it could be if there is because i know that in general when we process like conscious things i mean typically like the the most one of the the most important parts of the brain is like the prefrontal cortex but it is interesting where if there is like a specific part of the brain that has to do with like that because yeah i wonder if it is a mixture i know for sure that the pond thing could be involved but i wonder if it's also a mixture of like the other part not being activated yeah. Um, have you guys ever it makes me think of like I haven't experienced sleep paralysis before but I've experienced like um, Chris always wakes up before me and goes to work and like I've experienced dreams where like I think I wake up and talk to him about something oh, yeah and like yeah like think I like get up and go to the bathroom and then I wake up and none of that happened yeah like I wonder like I think it's like a form of I don't lucid know. dreaming yeah but it's like but it didn't I just like I made it all up because he was like, yeah. no, I, I left, but it's like yeah, I guess it is lucid dreaming because it's like, yeah, I'm like playing out what my real life would be. But it's it just like your brain just, woke up a little bit out of REM sleep, so now you're lucid dreaming. Yeah, and so that's why I'm like, I wonder if that part is awake and the pawns is still asleep during like sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah. That's a good that's point. My point. Like I wonder if those are kind of like that type of dream occurs similarly in the way that like sleep paralysis occurs i think that they do yeah i think what makes sleep paralysis so scary is that it's not like you well i guess that what that like lucid dreaming cannot be intentional either but it's like inherently a fear inducing thing so you you just wake up and you're like ah why am I not awake all the way? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah, I feel like it's like you're even more conscious than like with the like that yeah. like lucid kind of dreaming. It's like I think that I'm like starting my day and talking and stuff. Whereas like in sleep paralysis, you're like, I feel like I woke up, but I can't move as opposed to like, oh, I feel like I woke up, but I didn't oh, actually wake up. True. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So hold on. Let me just reread this so I can say this and not have no idea what I'm saying <laughs> you're good okay yeah. so this is just further explaining what we were just talking about basically um, basically like the neural populations in your brain which they had specific names for these and I'm like I'm not about to learn this right now um, 
the neural populations responsible for allowing complete arousal from sleep are unable to overcome the neural populations responsible for keeping you in that sleep state. So if the populations that allow for arousal cannot overcome those sleep populations, characteristics of REM sleep are then retained upon awakening. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Correlating with this is that the paralysis is not complete and eye movement can still happen. So that's just a more like in-depth explanation of what we were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically like the main theories otherwise like they have it makes sense yeah they've shown that it can be genetic also um so maybe even if you're not like in a stressed time period in your life or like experiencing other things that could contribute to having sleep paralysis you might just be more prone to getting it simply because of your genetics which like sucks but i mean it makes sense because it's like how it's like a neural pathways are like fucking up basically like yeah. it's the same thing as like mental illnesses are genetic you know it's like obviously like, right. getting sleep paralysis isn't a mental illness but it you can inherit the like miswired pathways right from your parent yeah interesting yeah so our wonderful friends shelby who we've mentioned many times pretty much almost every episode (laughs) (laughs) um she has willingly contributed to us her experiences with sleep paralysis which she has experienced quite a few times um since being a senior in high school she said she's experienced this like at least from the first time she experienced it like more than sometimes more than once a month and like usually once a month period but well from what i wait one second oh i guess because what what i interpreted it like does she still experience it once a month i don't think so she said i i said from the first time she experienced it she experienced it once oh i thought you meant like from the first time until now she experiences it like once a month no but I think, yeah, also for our listeners, she was going to come on and then actually had to go to her grandma's birthday dinner. <laughs> so she sent us an email with all this shitter. Just drop my mic. But, uh, <laughs> but sorry. Yeah, Jill, you can keep going. Yeah. I misinterpreted what you said. Um, that's okay. Sorry. Um, so the things that she experiences – Um, she says that it always happens to her when she's falling asleep or waking up and most often when she's trying to take a nap. Um, and most of the time she hallucinates a scary figure in the room or sometimes she doesn't see anything, but pretty much every time she has it, she feels a presence or intruder around her and she can't move or speak. And she always tries to yell out for help, which she explained further on that she does that not to like scare away whatever she sees in there but more so to like have someone around her wake her up if she could possibly like make noise in reality instead of like in the dream yeah um yeah and so she says every time she almost every time she has sleep paralysis the intruder or figure that she sees 
doesn't move um, and usually isn't able to touch her. But her two most recent experiences have been different, um, which I just want to say, like, that's pretty common. It's usually, like, yeah. this, the sleep paralysis demon um, doesn't, like, usually touch you aside from the the sleep, like, the being on your chest thing. They don't really, like, try to fully attack you or something like that. It's, it's usually they're just, like, standing there being creepy and, like inducing lurking. fear in a way that's yeah, lurking literally physical. yeah well and it would make sense too that the only like touch would be the chest thing because it's like the reality is just that you can't yeah. like take a deep breath all the way right whereas like other type of touching would be like something would have to be touching you in reality you know right to feel you to, something like, yeah 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 um but the the fact that she's experienced two experiences now where the thing tried to actually touch her or like actually did touch her is like i'm like oh my god well i don't that, like that it's scary. Like yeah that. that makes me think of like kind of how we were saying like the developing brain with like night terrors like those two most recent ones were like i think like within the past year it's like is that now that her brain's like fully developed she experiences like sleep paralysis a little differently now you know like i wonder what change to like change her experience yeah yeah but um, i remember freshman year her telling me about it a few times that she was, did like, she have it in the dorm yeah and it would always be something like at the foot of our like bunk bed oh god and because i was on the Ugh. top bunk and she was on the bottom one and i was like obviously like i knew it was like sleep paralysis but it like would always give me the creeps because <laughs> i'm like i sleep in that bed too yeah. <laughs> i'm pretty sure have you guys ever seen the show evil no, no. I'm, I think that there is like something like that. There is like a oh. sleep paralysis demon, but the other person in the bed also Eesh. can see Ew. it. Yeah, hate that. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'll so I'll explain her first most recent experience, but the other one is a little bit of a trigger warning. So we'll just leave that one out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And her most recent experience, the figure which looked like a creepy person and felt like a demon to her, tried to reach over to her and then she tried to tell them that she would kill them. <laughs> and then she woke up. <laughs> oh, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like it didn't touch her that time, but it was more of like the fact that it was even moving towards her yeah. to yeah. who touched her instead of just yeah. like lurking at the foot of the bed. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we asked her a couple questions also. Um, Nikki, do you want me to read the question, the answer um, to your question, or do you want to read it? Yeah, I can just say the. Qu I asked her if she always knew, like that it was sleep paralysis, or did she sometimes like feel like it was actually happening to her? Um, yeah, she said that she's almost always aware that she's experiencing it when it's happening. Um, at least now, not not necessarily in the past as much, but even if she's aware, she's still extremely scared and always tries yelling for help and that's this is when she said that her intentions for yelling for help are because she knows someone needs to wake her up from the state not to save me from a monster lol <laughs> <laughs> um, but even as it's happening she knows it's and, and she knows it's not real it's still just as scary right. as it would have been in the past because no matter what like it's still something scary in front of her and she's paralyzed yeah i mean i've definitely like had nightmares where i'll be like i'll 
it will like click that it's a nightmare but i'll be like oh my god i want to wake up so bad and like yeah. be able to like rouse myself awake but it's like yeah even though you know it's not real it doesn't make it any less scary right yeah yeah your brain's like not yet bitch gotta experience yeah. this a little longer <laughs> it's literally hey. like um suffer yeah <laughs> yep um and so then i asked her if she notices that if anything specifically triggers it um and she said not really um she thinks that it's worse when she's stressed or sleep deprived and happens more often if she tries to nap or sleep when she's not supposed to which i'm like shelby that's an interesting way to put that wait say that sleep when she's not supposed to sleep when i'm not supposed to (laughs) (laughs) i wonder that makes me feel like i feel like she had obviously this is me Maybe I'm just making it up from like what you just said, but I feel like she like fell asleep in class and had it once or something. Like oh I think my that's God. like that's scary. I think that's what I think the fuck. We'll have to double check with her. I'm not sure, but I think like that's what she means by nap or when I'm not supposed to. Like <laughs> it might not have been in class, but I think it was that she like fell asleep somewhere and it like happened because it seems like that was like her body trying to keep her awake, but she couldn't help but fall oh, asleep. Yeah. Bruh, the think, thought yeah. of experiencing sleep paralysis, like, in, I mean, in general, it's awful, but like, specifically in like a public setting or something, fuck that shit. Yeah. Hey. We need, we need a horror movie. For real. For real. Yeah, yeah. True. That would be original, but, actually. Yeah. Um, and then last thing she said is that the hallucinations that manifest for her are definitely things that she finds personally scary. Um, and it's another reason why she's scared to watch scary movies because I don't know if it's happened to her in the past specifically, but she doesn't want horror movie villains or anything from a horror movie to come out at her during her sleep paralysis. That would make sense. Yeah. That would be scary. I wouldn't want to see Pennywise the clown. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Pressing hell on my chest. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm it's sleep paralysis is one of those things where like obviously I'm like very happy I haven't experienced it because it sounds yeah. like terrifying, but I also am like I can conceptualize it, but you just like don't get it unless you experience it. So it's like one of those things where it's like I want to experience everything ever in life right. so that I like can know what something's like, even if it's horrible, but it's like never gonna experience that but again it's it's a good thing i haven't right. had it and never say never who knows yeah true <laughs> true knock on wood jill true. have you not, not experienced it either no oh my god okay i can i say my stories they're not anything crazy yeah. i've i've probably how many how many times have you experienced it probably three or four times of my life maximum okay. And it's been a long time. I really, God, I really don't want to fucking jinx it. It's not going to happen. I haven't had it in my apartment. But, and I, I know I've had it at least three or four times, but like the, because I remember that sensation more than once. But the main time that I can actually remember was I was like at home, like at my mom's house. And I, I woke up. It was one of those cases where I thought that I was like awake already, but just different. So imagine like you're laying in bed. You first wake up, so it's like everything in your room looks like exactly the same. Like you think you're awake, and all of a sudden you just like can't move. So then like you're freaking out because it's like why can't you move? And then when I look around my room, I see a figure, and it's ugh. like, and I remember it wasn't like oh, any. No. Per- I know it wasn't any. Ugh, it wasn't any particular character from like a horror movie or anything, but it was just like so a. Was it like a shadow person? Yeah, it was like a shadowy, like tall, black, like masculine figure. 
and also not a black person like black figure <laughs> like like, yeah like, like yes. shadowy yeah like black shadowy person figure whatever the fuck it is and it thankfully didn't like inch near me or anything like that but it was like and it didn't have like a typical face but it was watching me and i was Ugh. trying to yell for help because i like i'm like i like someone please help me this fucking thing is about to kill me but like no matter what i do i can't scream or anything and no matter how hard i'm like using all of my brain power to even move a finger and i'm just like completely cannot do that and i think at one point i did realize i was dreaming but i was still it was real enough usually i can tell in a nightmare if i'm like dreaming and it's still distressing but like i can tell okay it's a nightmare just please wake me the fuck up but yeah no this was like oh god it was it was terrifying so i can't imagine experiencing it as frequently as shelby because this has left an impression in my own mind yeah and was that like were you really stressed during that time like do you remember like what time in your life that was that's what i can't remember because i can't remember if i was like in high school or if i was already in college so if i was in college i would have been home on like a break it feels recent enough where it must have been in college but i still would have been on a break and my bet it had to have happened before before like 2018 before senior year of college because i remember my bed was like situated a different way in my room back then that's like i remember the positioning of the room so well and i can't remember and again like i know i've experienced it more than once i don't think i all have i don't think every time i've seen a figure but i know i've experienced it more than once because i've experienced that same sensation of like oh my god i literally can't move no matter what i do which is terrifying in itself yeah. yeah it would make sense though that the time that you did see a figure would stand out more in your mind though yeah exactly yeah, definitely. like yeah. this is like turning a horror real quick yeah <laughs> um no, that just reminded me there i didn't write this one down because i i was just reading these from wikipedia pretty much um there's one theory on why sleep paralysis like why you see a figure is because it's like your body's interpretation of kind of having like an out-of-body experience and like placing yourself in the room but it's like your brain is like not fully awake so it's like a fucked up version of you basically dude that makes so much sense because like it does feel like i I forgot to put this part but it feels like you can see yourself but it's not like at least my pov wasn't like it wasn't like above me or anything, but I like could, I was very aware of like the 360 around me. And like, it felt as if I could move my head and look around without my body moving is like the main view I had. So I could see my body laying there. Makes me think of haunting at Hill house. Yeah. True. Should we get into the paranormal theory? Yes. Sure. Um, Okay. So a couple like cross cultural ones, the, People in Egypt have a theory for this where they they think that it's a jinn, which I don't know very much about jinns, but apparently they're they're neither good or evil. Um, Is it like just like a spirit? Kind of, but they're with a J, J I N N. They're kind of like called upon to do something for you sometimes, Um, but. I think it's a scenario where it's like if you mess with them, they probably won't give you the thing you wanted in the way that you wanted it type deal. Mm, Um, And I think they can like become maliciously trickstery easily. Uh, Interesting. Interesting. 
So that's the theory is that you're seeing one of those. Yes. And that like apparently if you like steal its hat or something, if you can manage to like show it that you're not scared basically, then you can like get it to do something for you. Oh. oh, I mean, yeah, I'm reading Assert a your right now, and it's it's kind of like what we understand to be as like a genie. Yeah, yeah, so but it's mo- it's more like it's not like the Disney version, right? Of right. A genie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. It's definitely not the genie. <laughs> it really right. is like they're like chaotic neutral. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is what some people think demons are. To be honest, true. Yeah. Um. It- Italian beliefs. There's a there's a few for different. Um, oh, I forgot what you call like areas in Italy. Um, regions. <laughs> yeah, hey. yeah, regions. There you go. Um, there's one called a panda fish. <laughs> I'm thinking of Panda Express. Candy. <laughs> um, a panda fish or fish. I don't know how to speak Italian. And this word doesn't look Italian at all, so I don't know. Um, it, they are an evil witch who mounts the chest of a victim to try to harm them. Which I wrote this down because I was cracking up. The cure for them to go away is to leave a bag of sand or beans next to your bed so that the witch will stop to count them. <laughs> so oh good, distracted. <laughs> Adam is like, oh my god, bag a bag. I have to count what's in there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when that happens. <laughs> She's like obligated by a contract yeah, yeah. contractually obligated yeah. <laughs> you just have to Fuck, you got me again the curiosity <laughs> uh, there's the, also it's actually oh, the count from sesame street yeah oh my god literally the count yeah. <laughs> there's also something called an amuntadore which is an entity that also mounts the chest of its victims to give them nightmares and can change shape into anyone's fear. Um, or no. it's, it's basically like a sprite, which is kind of the same idea as a gym, <laughs> um, where you need to like catch it and try to steal something from it to stop Damn. the nightmare. And then they can, <laughs> then he can reveal the hiding place of a treasure. Oh. And it's like serving leprechaun, honestly. Oh my god, right. true. Italian nightmare leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we'll tell Shelby. Shelby, we actually figured out what your sleep paralysis demon is. It's an Italian nightmare leprechaun. <laughs> and you need to steal his hat and he'll yep. give you some gold. <laughs> yep. Steal his hat next time. She'll be like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. I'm like, right, 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 right. We solved um, it. Italian neighbor <laughs> leprechaun. <laughs> um, so people also think that this is like more, I feel like, an old theory, which like sleep paralysis has occurred all throughout time also. Like this is not something that's just happened because of social media or like the news. <laughs> yeah. It's not technology. <laughs> which <laughs> What the media wants you to think. <laughs> Just the news in general, just hearing things. Um, be Joe. I want, I want to know what like the old sleep paralysis demons looked like. Though was it the old night hag still? Probably. <laughs> she was a bit younger then, though. Right. <laughs> she was the young hag. Yeah. The young. She was the evening hag. <laughs> the evening, the evening hag. hag. Sunset hag. <laughs> 
Um, people also think that it is just a straight up like de- demonic entity or an incubus that feeds on your fear. Oh, mm. which was like especially like believed back in the old days, like in Harry incubus. Potter. Is Harry Potter? Was there I said like a Bogart and oh, oh, what are yeah. Bogarts? Like, Bogarts are like they transform into like whatever you're most scared of. Ah, and they like they like hide scary. in like little like cabinets and shit. And then when you open them, they're like, boo, bitch. And it's like, whatever you're most scared of. Ugh. Hey. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people also think it might be a, like, Lilith type entity, which I'm like, I feel like that is sexist. Like, yeah. why is Lilith Agreed. targeted? Agreed. For causing people's fear. She's just trying to live her life. Yeah. She's like, oh my god, guys, let me live. Yeah. She's like, please stop talking about me. Leave me For out of here. I know. She's like, the fuck I do. <laughs> I have much more sympathy for Lilith ever since watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I mean, I didn't really know much about Lilith before then, but now Lilith as a figure, I'm like, y'all gotta respect her name. That uh, yeah. Elise, that artist that I have seen before where I was like, she's like emo Ari. Oh, yeah. She like, sounds kind of like Ari, but she has the first song I found by her was called Lilith. And it's ah. like about a chick who has that vibe. Love. True. Yeah. Love, love, love. Um, so the fun theories are that this experience might be like people astral projecting or going Ooh. to like some kind of alternate dimension or like space between dimensions, which is kind of my theory also is like yeah uh, since i watched everything everywhere all at once um i was like i feel like dreaming not necessarily sleep paralysis but like dreaming is kind of like verse jumping in a way which if you haven't seen the movie go watch it but verse jumping basically is just like being able to jump between universes Um, so I feel like it's a way of like verse jumping without like fully knowing that you're doing it and like fully committing and like fucking up your actual consciousness. You just, you just take a little peek into it. Yeah. Micro dosing. Right. (laughs) True. And then I feel like sleep paralysis is kind of like maybe people who get that have a tendency to just like get stuck between the dimensions and like struggle to cross over all the way. Sometimes they have like one foot here, one foot there. So they're like, they bring back like the scary shit, like how in the movie, sometimes she experiences things from one universe into the other, which I feel like maybe that's my interpretation of what is happening. I love that gel. I love that interpretation. Um, I I like it, but also I don't like it because that means that the fucking hat man is from another universe <laughs> and he could be brought over here by some oh. dumb bitch with sleep paralysis. I don't like that. You're right. I don't like That's that. Part. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want that to be true because that means that the hat man is real yeah. and the old hag. Yeah. Like I don't want I don't want those things coming into our universe. I just want to be able to leave ours. <laughs> like <laughs> it's a one way street. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that part aside, I like think that's an interesting theory. Like I do like it as a theory. Agreed. 
some food for thought yeah do you guys have a theory that you think or that you like the most that's a Firstly, theory I, ha- I don't like have dreams or both i guess Joe. oh for um i don't know i guess for both what were you going to say, Shay Solid? I don't really, like, I'm surprised I haven't. I mean, when I was younger, I definitely paid more attention to, like, dreams and everything like that. I haven't paid much attention to it to even, like, analyze what they could mean, at least in the past, like, decade. So I don't have my own, but I really like the theory that you just mentioned for at least, like, sleep paralysis. Yeah. And dreams. For me, I've, I've always, like, I mean, mine's not, like, interesting, I guess, the theory, but, like, my theory for, like, dreaming has always been the like I've always thought of it as the like processing like your emotions and your memories and stuff like that and that's why it's like um the like that's why there's some common things like going to school without pants on or something it's like oh like you're afraid of like being embarrassed so it's like just it will manifest like weirdly but it's like to process like intense emotions that you have it's just like what I've always thought but I did when I was younger I got like one of those books that was like what does your dream mean mm-hmm. and it's you know and it's like the most random thing yeah well one's like teeth falling out is like a oh, huge yeah. like that's a really common like stress right. one dreams like that <laughs> yeah and it's and so I do find that really interesting that like the going to school without pants on thing like makes more sense than like teeth falling out why would that be what our everybody not everybody but a vast majority of the population's brain comes up with to be like i'm stressed so right. i'm gonna dream about my falling out True. whereas like going to school without pants on is very clearly like oh you're young and how would i feel embarrassed if people saw my butt you right. know i think it might be because of like clenching your teeth and like maybe oh, like when people you're who clench their teeth more when they're asleep experience that because that's always how it starts for me is like there's like the most intense pressure in my mouth and it feels like I like can't pull my teeth apart and then my teeth like I'm pressing like so hard down that they're like when I release they're falling out basically oh like they're super loose yeah hate that but so I do like I find that kind of stuff interesting and it's like I don't know if like those explanations are always like true i guess i like to look at that like the dream interpretation similarly to like how i feel towards astrology where i do enjoy it yeah, and like i, I do that. think that there is some merit behind it and i do think that there's a lot of stuff we can't explain like i would like we literally don't know like why we dream so why not like entertain those different things you know yeah true so. yeah i think also it's interesting she saw that you're like i haven't thought a lot about it and you also are like, I don't dream that much. Yeah. Right. It's like, again, like, Bill and I dream a lot. At least I I don't text. This is going to sound backhanded. And I don't mean it backhanded. <laughs> I don't text my dreams as often as Jill does. Not backhanded at all, but usually mine, like, aren't interesting to share. But, like, I do dream almost every night. Like, and like I said, like, this past week, Same. they've been so vivid where it's like, I, like, wake up and, like, remember every single thing. Oh, God. I had a dream last night that there was a party with, like, random people from different parts of my life. No. My friend Christina was at this party with Lindsay from Fice. Oh, shit. (laughs) Interesting. They showed up together. I'm like, what? Oh. You're like, hey, small world. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, that's one thing I find so cool about dreams is that your brain doesn't know how to make up a new face. So everybody in your dream okay. is somebody you've seen. 
I was thinking about that earlier today and I was like, I don't know if I believe that. I don't know how much I believe that because I feel like if your brain can make things up, like why wouldn't it be able to put two faces together and make I a new agree. one? I think because... Like especially like, in a dreamscape. I think like if you were to take two faces and put them together though, like... Would it be like proportionally correct though? Or would you know, like, is that what, like, I don't I feel, know. I'm thinking of like, because I know we're inundated with shit on Instagram. So, like, I see so many people's faces up close. Like, I feel like I could picture a nose from one person, like, on right. someone else or like certain things like that, where it's like, because when you look at someone in a dream, it doesn't look exactly like the person in real life sometimes. Yeah. But do you think that that's, because I get what you're saying, but do you think that that's then your brain coming up with a new face or do you think that's your brain misremembering a face? I don't know. I think it's Ooh, like. Because it's like, brain. think about like when sometimes your perception, like I've I've had dreams. Yeah. Where it's like. I dream I'm like at my parents house, but then like I go into my room and it's like this room here oh yeah but so that's yeah. like not it's not i'm not creating a brand new place i'm just you know i'm I don't know, taking though. pieces i've already seen I, i'm not trying to like a, say like you're wrong and i'm right yeah, i'm just yeah. like only like right no yeah um there's definitely been people i've seen in dreams though where i'm like i know for sure like i know because i can tell their vibe i know that it's this person but it looks like a completely different person i have a question about that actually how like frequently like have you guys i know that like there are, might be some things that are different even if like they look the same as someone that you know but do you guys ever have dreams where someone looks like the person that you know them as because i can say with like almost certainty that 99 percent of the time my dreams the, the people that i know are in them but they don't look like them at all like they're completely I, different people i like now that we're talking about it i realize i like like okay so my most recent dream that because I woke up remembering my dream but from last night. But two nights ago, I had a dream where I, like, went out hiking in the woods. But I was – it was, like, four-inch deep snow and I was in my flip-flops. And I remember being like, oh, my feet aren't cold. That's nice. <laughs> and, like, this is a sidetrack. There was, like, a wolf that came by and, like, there was a couple by me. And I was like, we just have to, like, act not scared. Like, I wolf whisper in my dream, of course. But so then it was like I came to this cabin and the cabin – was like I was like there's these three brothers I've seen on Instagram that like fight in a car like not physically fight they like bicker in a car and they're really funny but I've literally seen them like twice or on TikTok I mean but it was like I was dating one of them I don't know which one and so I was like visiting that their cabin and they were in there and I'm thinking about it and it's like in my dream I don't think I mean I do there are faces in my dreams but it's like when I wake up in the morning and think back on my dream I'm not I can't picture I just know who it was logically yeah. but I can't like picture I picture like usually it's like the back of their head or like um you know like I just know it's their voice or something but I can't yeah. actually see the face but and that's what give to me gives me gives the fact that we can't come up with new faces merit because I think it's like our brain like doesn't really faces are so like complex it doesn't really know how to like do that and so that's why in, in dreams, it's like a half-assed face. <laughs> that's interesting. Of somebody else. Yeah, that is interesting. I wonder how I, they can yeah. even 
I wonder how they can even prove the fact that we can't create. Right. See, that's my phase. thing is I'm like, I don't know how they would true. like know that's a fact. True. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But um, on your question, Chasel, I don't, I feel like there are definitely times where someone like I get a quick glimpse and I'm like, I know that looks exactly like the person, but there's also times where I'm like, like I, I've had dreams about Danny Gonzalez multiple times. I'm like, I know what the fuck that man's face looks like. And that is not who I saw in my dream, but I know that was him. No, I know. True. Who he but I have had like my dream about Markiplier, it did look like him. Ugh. I think I think for me it's if the person is the focal point of the dream. So like mm-hmm. my dream was that me and Markiplier were like snuggling on the couch. Because of course that was my dream. Um <laughs> we uh, that his face was very in focus. Whereas like this dream I was talking about where I was like at the cabin and like seeing the families, like meeting the family and like exploring this fucking cabin. There's a wolf and shit. Like my brain's like, we're not going to like try with these faces right now. Yeah. There's other shit going on. There's more important shit going on. Yeah. Well, we get, we go into like one of the rooms. It's like a library and whichever, I don't even know the brother's name. So it's so weird. I dreamed about this, these triplets, but um, the one I was dating was like, this was actually Jeffrey Dahmer's cabin. No. And I was like, what? what? Jeffrey and Dahmer like, added. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And he was like, yeah, these are his books. And we like looked at his books. Like, why is that? No. Again, like, why? What the fuck? What's the explanation behind that? Other than, though, that it's like Dahmer's been talked about, but I haven't t- thought about him in a few days because right. the hype for the show is gone. And I saw these guys on TikTok like a week ago, you know? So that's why I always think it's yeah. like subconscious because it's like, a lot of times with my dreams, I can trace it back to something I did or watched like a week before. It's never like something the day before. No, that's you going to a different universe. It's true. Where you're dating yeah. the TikTokers. And I'm just one of them. <laughs> and Jeffrey Dahmer owned a log cabin and we were in it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe he is a different person. Maybe there's it's actually, a different Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> I forgot what we were saying before that. Oh Faces. yeah, dreams. Oh, oh yeah. And the the thing is about the the if a person's like the focal point, then then they you definitely like have like the same face or something. Like for me, I really I realize I think it's the opposite. Like if someone's a focal point, and I'm thinking of like dreams of like exes or something, it's like I know with certainty that it's like blank person, but like they look nothing like them. And sometimes I question it in the dreams, and sometimes I don't. But I always know something is a little off. I've had it where like imposter, for real the person, the person I'm like with, like I'll have it. Let's. I mean, this is just hypothetical, but I know like I've had dreams where I hang out with Hermione Granger. Not a lot, shout but like out. enough where like I know that that's like <laughs> something out. that happened in my dream. I know. Shout out Hermione. Um, <laughs> it will be like me and Chasel are shopping, and I'll turn and talk to her, and it will then be Emma Watson as Hermione Granger. But then I just start interacting <laughs> with her as Hermione Granger. So I've had it where like oh, you'll yeah. stop looking like you and you'll look like somebody else, but then my brain will be like, oh, it's that person. And right. like the character will like finish throughout the dream. But I haven't had it where it's like it's you and I'm like, why the fuck do you look like that? <laughs> <laughs> I've had dreams a couple times, not just a couple times, like not recently, but when I was younger, I would have a lot of dreams where I couldn't look up. Like the whole oh. dream I'm looking down and so I can't see any oh. heads. 
it's like I can only like the whole time I'm not looking directly down but I'm looking like when you're walking on the sidewalk and you're like walking where you're walking the Mm -hmm. whole dream that's all I can see and I in the dream I'm like I can't why can't I like see what anybody's doing but I can't like do anything about it interesting that's dream paralysis I literally was just gonna say I'm like I feel like that falls under like the same category but it's like but I was very like blatantly dreaming for yeah. real. Yeah, that was me getting sleep paralysis while still in a dream. Whoa. Dreaming that I had sleep paralysis. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> sleep <laughs> Brain broke. <laughs> Brain machine broke. Um, um does anyone have anything left to add or Shaysal, do you want to explain your horror movie thing? Yes. Yeah, so oh yeah, we've been recording for a while. Too. I know, yeah. For like an hour. Um the horror movie thing, okay, yeah. So terror listeners unrelated but like related because still like spooky so i've also my brain is so dead all of a sudden so it's hard to focus so hopefully i can get through this <laughs> um i fuck brain turned off for a second <laughs> brain machine bro. literally literally yeah. okay so i know you guys know this to our listeners like i've always loved horror movies like when i was a kid i was definitely terrified of them but for some reason i would force myself to watch them because i just like enjoyed the thrill of it like there's just like obviously as we all have experienced watching a scary movie it's like there's just like this level of thrill that makes it feel like more of an event so i've always loved them i like became desensitized years ago and like some movies you know still scare me but before when i was younger and this is just important context when i was younger and it would really scare me. It'd be like months of me not like of me thinking about it constantly. And that stopped happening as I got older and I watched more and more. So like the extent of it would be like, let's say I went to the movies and myself, it's a scary movie on the drive home. I'll be looking at my rear view mirror to see if someone's in the back, you know, like that's the extent. But then I get home and like maybe think about it one more time, but I don't even think about it when I'm falling asleep. And recently I realized it's been a minute since I've watched that many horror movies, not intentionally. I, I always watch a lot of psych thrillers and stuff, but I realized, damn, it had been a minute. So the past like two months, I've been trying to watch them again. And I think it's a mixture of that, the fact that it's been a minute and also like possibly this like stage in life I'm in, which is weird where it's really hard to watch them it's not going to stop I, I love horror it's not going to stop me from watching it but it's just like crazy the impact it has on me like the other day when I was having a scary movie marathon with my friends there wasn't a single movie that was actually scary I mean like after that which I'll talk to you guys about this later I'm like obsessed with Scream right now because of that marathon like I I already like have seen Scream and I liked it but like to me it's like I'm choosing between giving it a four and a half or a five on Letterbox now like I like really like it Scream is one that I anxiety avoid because you know how I've talked about how I avoid watching stuff that yeah is like a pop culture oh, fixture yeah. Yeah. because I'm worried I'm not gonna like it because I don't like comedy horror and I know it's I know Scream's not like a comedy, comedy yeah. horror but it's like a satire um I don't that's why I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like it, but I don't want to not like it. So if I just don't watch it, then I don't have an opinion. I know what you mean. I think for me, also the environment I was in really helped, even though I had seen it before. But like, truly, I was like, holy shit. Like, I can never, no matter how hard I try, I can, when I'm watching an older movie, I know that's not that old. When I'm watching an older movie, I like can't, I can't see, like, I understand that it was the original or whatever for like other movies. But I can't see past. I've already seen it dozens of times, even though I recognize that they started with it first. Seiko was like the only, like one of the only exceptions to that, Nikki. But because yeah. that actually had like a twist I didn't expect, really. 
it's kind of, but like, we're not really, but with this one, I was like, no, like this is like, I don't know what it is. Like something about it felt so original when I was watching it the other day and it just felt so, I don't know. I just, I really, really liked it. So I, that's part of the reason why I got ghost face. That's skeet. That's a skeet for real skeet Ulrich or man, <laughs> FP Jones. Um, he looks hot. He looks hot as fuck. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I absolutely loved it, but like, it's not like necessarily actually scary, just like most slashers, in my opinion. We saw that. We saw like Final Destination and like I think like Cabin in the Woods and a bunch of and a couple of other ones. And it's weird because none of those movies are actually scary to me at all. And yet when I was going home, I was like actually scared in my car for a second and I thought I saw a figure. And then when I got home, I like forgot about it before bed. But when I was like washing my face and stuff, I was like thinking about them more than I typically would. So it was like that. And I think something I watched earlier, I can't remember. I just realized and I don't want to feel this way. It's like I I keep putting myself like not like fully in their shoes. I think the part that I get stuck on is one, head trauma specifically is what's really hard for me to see, which is like the case most of the time because like what really kills someone, but like head trauma, like seeing any sort of like smashing someone's head or anything like that is like so hard for me to see now. And I think the part that is like, what what are you going to say? Don't watch the loved ones then for a while. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. I'm not going to watch the thing. Oh my God, Nikki, that's, I'm so glad you brought that up. I watched the trailer and I couldn't watch it. I mean, I'm going to watch it eventually, but I was like, I I can't believe I can't watch this right now. Thank God I didn't watch that. Yeah, you would. Like, I mean, like I said, not to be like, (laughs) I don't get scared because I do like every once in a while. Like, I just, again, I watched Saw 3D today and I watched Saw 6 last night and I watched two, you know, like I just, I mean, gore doesn't bother me, but like I literally some days I'll just watch like two scary movies like in a row. Like I just like that's the type of shit I consume. Mm-hmm. So like when something stands out, it's like, oh my God, like that was, it's like when you watch a lot of psych thrillers, you can kind yeah. of predict the end. So then when something does actually predict it, it's like, oh shit. So like when stuff actually scares me, I'm like, oh shit. That was like Hell House LLC. I know you guys weren't yeah. like too blown away by it, but I think it was for me like being home alone and like I thought it was just going to be like a dumb found footage thing. And so I – but I hyped it up to you guys. So then you were like, oh, it's not that scary. But I had low expectations. That was one where I was looking out the window thinking something was going to be there. But the Lost Ones was one. I don't usually do palate cleansers anymore. I needed a palate cleanser after that one. It, that's why I was like, it's really good. But especially if you're having a hard time and then especially with head trauma stuff. I want to tell you what happens and it's so bad. It's fine. I won't. I won't yeah, I don't tell it. because it sounds like a movie that's worth watching. But like for you to even like specifically say something about the head trauma thing is like – like god damn I don't that's why i was like i don't want to forget to say don't watch that then. <laughs> okay yeah good it's it's specifically that and i think the other thing that's like really it's like every time that i'm watching a scary movie to an extent to not get scared but like as the, the more i watch them in the the more i would watch them in the past like the more desensitized so it's easier to naturally like separate myself just enough without being like too scared or without being too detached either because i still want to get some level of scared but now it's like i have to choose to like either be in it which i'm choosing to do that instead or like completely dissociate from it somehow and i don't want to do that but something that's like really hard for me aside from the head trauma is not even like the physical pain being inflicted something that i keep getting stuck on recently that feels so icky is i can feel or whatever i imagine the desperation that you they must feel realizing that they're about to die 
So that's like what I've been feeling a lot. Every time I watch anything, I'm like, they are right now in this moment, like the thing that we fear most ever in life, experiencing that and they have to come to terms with that happening and they're going to be gone forever in seconds. I remember you mentioning that when you were talking about Dahmer. Do you think Dahmer, watching Dahmer kicked that in or was it already happening before you watched Dahmer? I was going to say it was already like kind of happening. I'm calling it Dahmer. I don't even know what that show is called. I think it's literally called that. I think it's called okay. Dahmer, yeah. I just was calling it Dahmer, like, no, y'all think, know who, what I'm talking I, about. Right. No, I think it's literally called that. But I I think you're right for sure. Like, I think I've always experienced some level of that. But I think it's the mix of, like, the fact that I haven't been watching as many. So, like, I haven't, I've been a little more sensitized in a good way. Plus, like, that show, like, actually fucked me up a little so i definitely think that that because that's something that i was thinking the entire time was like the people having to realize that they are like fully dying right now it's also interesting too which i'm sorry that like that's happening i mean it's nice that at least like the solution is like okay like just don't watch scary stuff for a while you know like at least it's something like okay you can avoid it but since you enjoy watching scary stuff it sucks it's interesting though also you were saying um that you're, you've been feeling depressed when you watch Dahmer. And do you remember you, – you've watched Westworld, right? Yeah. I was thinking Season about – three of Westworld yeah. I didn't like because I was really depressed when we watched and it yeah. made me like so nihilistic and like depressed. I, I think that also it's – you know, like your brain, since you're already in a dark place, is like more susceptible to like going down those icky rabbit holes. Whereas like, like with Westworld – season three I want to rewatch it now that I'm in like a better place because I think like I wouldn't even get down the rabbit holes right. I went that first time because my brain would be like why are we like chill you know but right. it's like when you're depressed it's like you can just get so dark with it so it would make sense that it would like really hit really hard exactly exactly yeah and I I'm gonna see what I can do it's like I'm gonna try to like take it easy but at the same time not take it too easy because I do not I refuse no shade to these people, but I refuse to be one of those people. This is how my family is. The adults in my family were like, they always say, like, whenever I talk about the horror that I watch, like, they say that they can only watch, like, light things. And I'm like, no, I don't want that because I fucking hate light shit. Like, not to be like, <laughs> eh. but, like, literally, like, I'm like, I thought, okay, what would I do instead? And I'm like, the thought of watch, of sitting and watching, like, something like, I mean, I can watch funny shit. Honestly, funny shit. I don't like, like, I don't I mean, I like funny shit, but like, I don't like to watch it by myself that frequently. I just like comedy takes more effort for me than like psych thrillers and horror. So I'm like, I'm not going to be sitting here watching like some random ass like rom-com or some shit. I'd rather just not watch TV ever if that's the case. Yeah. So. No, I, uh, that's why I was in my huge SpongeBob kick. Cause that was actually right after Westworld three. That and then sense. when I was really depressed, I did SpongeBob seasons one through six seven times in a row (laughs) and then found the love of my life markiplier at the beginning of this year and i think that honestly is partially how i got back into horror i mean i still was like into horror but i wasn't able to like casually consume it as much but because he does scary game gameplay it's like i'm watching scary stuff and like getting the stimulation that i like through like fucked up concepts and like some of the games are actually like fucked up but it like has him so it like keeps it a bit different i mean obviously i'm like eh, love markiplier but i also know you don't usually watch like let's plays but i bet you could find something similar like cole is like scared of scary movies but he again likes it he watches this youtuber called 
that does kill count. Yeah, he's he talked about that. Yeah, you know, like I'm sure you could find something like that where you can still kind of get your fix or do like a film theory. You know, the fil- like they'll be like, could you actually escape the monster from its follows? And he like does all that shit. True. And, like explains horror in some movies, stuff like that. Like true. Different ways you could horror content without it being a full horror movie and then that could like keep your foot in so then when you're ready you can like jump back in that's true i actually would be really interested specifically in the markiplier gameplays because i i don't watch them frequently like, i've never watched a gameplay by myself but like when i was younger i would literally i wouldn't want to play video games i'd give the, the controller over to robert because i'd want to watch him play i don't want to deal with <laughs> the stress too. myself there's a, play- <laughs> a playlist that's called scary games and it's like 450 videos long. Hell yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it goes all the way back once it hits 2017. I stopped watching because yeah. he's like kind of annoying back then. Yeah. Sorry, babe, <laughs> but you are. But, um, <laughs> so I've watched all the ones all the way back to 2017. So I probably watched like 200 ish. And they're, they're good. Some are really short. Some are like 15 minutes. Some are like 45 minutes. Damn. Some have like two parts. So, yeah. Damn. Nice. All right. All right, I know it's getting late. Right, yeah. Oh, one one comment just related to the like not being able to watch horror. I can't watch horror where the children are victims anymore. I was thinking about that, Nikki. Kyle's girls came into our life. Oh yeah, which like is like whatever. It's not like it, it's it's just something like I've noticed. Like there's one called the boy on the other side of the door or something like that. But the like premise, and I've seen it on a bunch of lists, like highly rated. But the premise is like two little boys like get kidnapped going home from school, and they're like stuck in a closet, and like at the kidnapper's house, there's a boy on the other side. So it's like about the kids being kidnapped. I'm like, why the fuck would I want to watch that? Whereas like when I was in high school, I'd be like, yeah, throw that shit on. Who cares? Fuck these kids. But, like I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, what if that happened to them? (laughs) You know, so it is like interesting. Just I don't know, stuff that happens in our lives makes us like internalize this stuff more. I was. This is the last thing I'll say. I was definitely, I was 100 percent thinking of that example that you gave, and I was thinking back to a class I had in my master's program where our professor said that like you'll notice that like with the more you learn about psychology and everything and would start working with clients there's gonna be a lot of media that you can't consume anymore and that's i've been actively resistant to that because i'm like i don't want to be able i don't want to stop having to watch these things that i really enjoy just because of my life path but yeah we'll see when we get there yeah, yeah. but it will like get to a point maybe where you just like won't enjoy it so it won't feel as much like it won't feel as much of a loss. Like it, like logically I'm like, Oh, I can't watch that movie now, but I'm not even upset about it because I'm like, I don't want to. Like, okay. True. Gross. True. So. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, any final thoughts? Jilly's falling asleep. <laughs> um, I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, you can find our podcast on all podcasting platforms, basically any of that you all know of and of course the classics like podcasts from iTunes and then or from Apple iTunes (laughs) 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 from Apple and Spotify um you can listen to our episodes every other week typically Tuesday Wednesday or Thursday (laughs) but aiming for Tuesdays um as usual um and yeah as always thank you for listening Bye. bye